What's up and welcome to ZF1 Amateur. My name is Humura Ruth and I host this show. I hope you're doing great. I hope you're doing lovely. And if it's not going well for you, you know what I always say. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Welcome to today's episode. I've produced, I said produced, I've podcasted quite early in the week. But anyway, good things have been happening this week. Now, Red Bull Racing F1 released or unveiled or launched their 2021 car which is actually the same it looks the same as the 2020 f1 car there's no need to worry it will perform better than the 2020 car but today's episode is about the alfa romeo racing orlen car unveiling that happened a few days back it happened on monday not a few days back but just on monday and i got to watch the car launch and i enjoyed it pretty much and so i decided to do a podcast to take you there with me if you didn't go if you didn't attain the launch if you didn't watch the launch why not join me in you know, watch the launch, attend the launch virtually via audio with me. And if you did attend the launch, why not listen in and enjoy my commentary on the launch? Welcome to Zihumara. Oh my gosh, welcome to ZF1 Amateur. Sorry to interrupt your news. But I am Humura Ruth. I host the show and I come from Uganda. I love Uganda. It's a beautiful country in Africa and there's a lot of different perspectives people have towards Africa and towards Uganda in general. So I decided to create a podcast called Zihumara Show that debunks the myths and ideologies about Africa and instead showcases the beauty of Uganda and Africa at large to you. Just look for Zihumara Show on any podcasting platform and you'll be sure to listen in. Okay, back to Formula One. Now, Alfa Romeo Racing Orlin F1 team is operated by Sauber Motorsport and it's a team based in Switzerland. Did you know that? Now, in 2020, they finished 8th in the championship, not the best place that they finished in before. And they do say there is room for development. And this year, in 2021, they unveiled their car in Warsaw, that's in Poland. I was about to say Switzerland, but that's in Poland. Now, the car unveiling was at the National Theatre in Poland. That Why it was in Poland? It was because their title sponsor, PKN Orlin, is based in Poland. And I think back in the day, Orlin, the Orlin, the title sponsor, did sponsor Robert Kivitsa to come back to Formula 1. But we'll get into that later. Now, the unveiling of the Alfa Romeo racing Orlin car. Now, that's a pretty long name. So, what I will be referring to it is the C... 41 car because that's the name it has been dubbed it's a c41 car now the c41 car was unveiled at the national theater in poland like i said before now this show started off i'm taking you on the virtual show if you missed out on the show so sit back relax i hope you're wearing red or white because those were the theme colors of the show so it began there were two hosts who led us through the night there was a lady dressed in red she looked beautiful and there was a a guy who looked older than her dressed in a suit with glasses i didn't get their names i am so sorry but i think their names were a bit polish so me pronouncing them would be horribly wrong it would sound very wrong and they introduced us to the show and they told us how we're going to get to see the car and brought in a bit of hype here and there and then they later on introduced um 
to <laughs> a duo whose name I still can't pronounce because it's a Polish name. But uh, it was there was piano and ballet. There were two ballet dancers and a guy on the piano. He played the piano beautifully. And at first, it was a red lady, a different lady wearing red, who was dancing around doing ballet and the floor was there was a lot of smoke on the floor and behind there's like the mclaren setup there was a huge screen that was just you know um portraying red and white it was just a lot of red lights and white lights because the team colors are red and white so there was a lot of red and white the lights overhead the overhead lights you know shining down on the ballet dancer were also illuminating a lot of red hues and a little bit of white here and there the screen was just you know projecting red and white and eventually a lady in white, a lady dressed up in white also joined and did a bit of ballet there. Now, ballet storytelling. I didn't understand the story that they were telling, but it was beautiful, I should say. I enjoyed it. I love to go for these, you know, Formula One car unveilings. That would be so fun for me. Now, eventually the dancing stopped and we were taken back to see the lady in red who was the who's the host of the show as well as the gentleman in the suit and they were joined alongside the team principal for alfa romeo racing and that's frederick Vesser, and the tech technical director for alfa romeo who is called jan monchao i hope i pronounced his name right now they did a, a bit of a mini mini cuba day sort of an interview the expectations of a year the expectations of the team and whether this year they're going to perform better and of course you do know the obvious answers to that every team says yes we're going to perform better but you never know until you go through the season right so t uh, team principal Frederick Fassa talked a lot and one of the things he said that stood out for me is like the most he's like the most important thing for the team is to always improve to put a goal is a limitation he doesn't believe in putting you know setting numerical or specific um I wouldn't say specific I'd say numerical goals you know improve by 10% or bring this and this and that he likes to say you know he believes it's kind of a limitation so he just always says you know improve in every area that we've not been doing quite well and hopefully he says hopefully the alfa romeo will come back you know to the top of the mid midfield i guess i hope so too but yeah that's f1 for you and then the technical director jan monchao now his name is pronounced as no his name is spelled as j-a-n space m-o-n-c-h-a-u-x i hope i'm pronouncing it right but jan monchao I talked about, he's a technical director for Alfa Romeo. He talked about, you know, the testing that's coming up for the teams, that all the F1 teams. And he's talking about how testing for three days is going to be honestly short. Because previously, testing would run up for like a week or a week and a day. So this time for it being three days, it's going to be short. It's going to be frantic. And he expects the three days to be very hectic on the track with all the teams. I do expect the same as well because was it in 2019? If you watch Netflix Drive to Survive or if you followed the preseason testing yourself in Barcelona, the Williams team missed out on the first two days of testing in Barcelona. Uh, preseason testing in Barcelona. Now it makes you wonder what will happen if they missed a day in the 2021 <laughs> preseason testing. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But yeah. So it's going to be frantic and, you know, all over the place. But that's exciting for us, the fans, because we get to see a bit of chaos and it makes for good TV. Anyway, then he also talked about how the temperature will affect the testing because testing is going to be in Bahrain, my favorite F1 circuit. <laughs> ah, I don't think anyone else says that but me. But yeah, it's my favorite F1 circuit because it's a circuit I watched the very first F1 race at. So 
testing, he talked about the temperatures going to be different in Bahrain because previously, prior, uh, the other seasons, testing has been done in Barcelona and the temperature there is very different from the temperature in Bahrain. This is the Middle East we're talking about. Barcelona is Europe. So that's going to be interesting. And also the fact that new tires are going to be used this season. After the team principal and the technical director talked about, you know, what the team expects and what's going to happen and all those questions that they usually answer, um, there was a blackout on the stage. Lovely. And then there was red lights flickering everywhere with red with white dots in them. I told you there was a lot of red and white everywhere because of the team colors. And then there was a beautiful orchestra playing. We couldn't see the orchestra, but we could hear the piece being played. It was a bit of like some sort of fast orchestra piece, something that builds up the tension in the room and excites you. And then after we got a close-up of the screen, the large screen that was behind, and it was showing different parts of the car, but the different parts of the car were being shown in red, so we couldn't really make out what was happening. And then the music in the orchestra was getting more tense and tense and tense. And eventually, we started seeing certain parts of the car. They were focusing on parts that had the sponsor names on the car. That's what every F1 team does when it's unveiling the car. It focuses on the part that has, you know, the advertisers. So we did see the sponsors on the Alfa Romeo racing Orlean car. There was 81. There was Save the Children. There was Orlean. There's Carrero. There was Pirelli Tires. There was Singer Corporation. There was Alfa Romeo. There was Zadoro. Those are some of the sponsors that I saw on the car. And then eventually, after teasing us all around, you know, going through different parts of the car, we got to see the car on the screen. It's pretty exciting. Loved it. And then we got to see the car. It was exciting. And then as we were still focusing on the car, I actually realized, I don't know if the car was first on the screen and then it was there in the middle of the stage. Whatever they, whoever created that illusion it was cool. It was, they just say cool. It was good. And then eventually the lights come back on and we see the drivers walk out onto the stage. It was Antonio Giovinazzi first, Kimi Raikkonen, and then Robert Kubica. Lovely. <laughs> And three drivers walked out on stage. Now, previous team unveilings. I did that. I watched the team unveiling for Alpha Turi. If you didn't watch it, there's a podcast up on the channel. And we only saw two drivers, Yuki Sonoda and Pierre Gasly. For McLaren, we also saw two drivers, Daniel Ricciardo and Lando Norris. Now, for Alpha Romeo Racing, we've gotten to see three drivers. And that was, again, Antonio Giovinazzi, Kimi Raikkonen, and Robert Kubica, who is going to be the reserve driver for Alfa Romeo Racing. Anyway, the drivers stepped out. They were wearing white racing suits with red stripes on the shoulder. There was also a red stripe along the right leg. Just in front of the right leg, there was a white stripe. And then, no, a red stripe because the suit was white. And then on the other, in the left leg of the trouser was the name of the driver in red. So if it was Kimi Raikkonen wearing the suit, okay, Kimi Raikkonen on stage, it would be Kimi Raikkonen on the left leg in red. And then the rest of the suit had the sponsor's names on it on the front, on the chest area, and along the arms. That's what they looked like. And then the car itself, I would describe it as white and red. There's a lot of white and a little bit of red. But I loved this red. It's like that red that you want to wear on your lips. So there was, the car was, to me, it was basically white, but with a lot of red. That red that you want to wear on your lipstick, it's that glossy, gorgeous red. It's not just a dull red, it's that glossy, gorgeous red. 
I don't know whether the lights were making it look glossy, but it did look nice. Loved it. So, um, the halo was red, and then the sides of the car were red. Then the other parts of the car were white, with the sponsor's names on the car in black or red. Does that give you a good picture of the car? And then the tires were black, like every other car tire, with the prominent P0 logo on them in a yellowish green. That's pretty much what the car looked like. I hope I've given you a good description of the car. Anyway, so after we saw the car, we've seen the drivers. Then there was, of course, a mini interview with the drivers. Um, we, um, Antonio Giovinazzi was asked questions. Kimi Raikkonen was asked questions, as well as Robert Kubica. But there weren't many questions. It was just like one or two questions. After that, it cuts to the clip of the car in an empty industrial room so after that it kind of blacked out and we saw the screen with um the car in an industrial room alphaturi did have that industrial setting but there was it was very fashiony there was a runway and all that this one is just like an empty industrial room with the alfa romeo racing car in between there we first saw of course the sponsors names on the car that's what f1 teams do it's good branding so you know i left after watching Alfa Romeo, I got to know Singa Corporation. I got to know Zadoro. I got to know Save the Children. Okay, I did know these brands, but I didn't know that they were sponsoring Alfa Romeo. So, it cut to that. And we saw that. after. Then they showed us the car again on screen. And then lights were back on. And we got to see the drivers once again on the stage. Alongside the team principal, Frederick Vesa, and the technical director, Ian Monka, as alongside president daniel obayek who is also a great formula one fan now eventually not eventually immediately there was a team photo that was taken they weren't standing so close to each other but the photo was taken and then frederick versa team principal alfa romeo gave president daniel a gift and the gift was a black replica of i think it was the alfa romeo car on a black board so it was just a black car on a blackboard. It was his gift to President Daniel Obayek. And then the credits rolled on the screen and the host said goodbye to the TV audience. Now, if you were watching it on YouTube, eventually they continued, you know. The hosts of the show continued interviewing the team principal and the technical director and the drivers that's pretty much what happened in the unveiling of the Alfa Romeo racing Orlin car, which is dubbed the C41. Now, if you want to see the C41 again, this time on a Formula One track, watch out because it's going to be debuting uh, in the on bus on Friday in Barcelona. That's when you're going to see the C41 on track. And again, you get to see it in pre-season testing, which is happening for three days between the 12th to the 14th of March this yeah, now, like I always do with every F1 car unveiling, I talk about the drivers of that particular Formula 1 team. And this time round is not different. Let's start off with Antonio Maria Giovinazzi. I didn't know he was called Maria, but that's his name. He's Italian. So he's an Italian race driver who's racing under the Italian flag for Alfa Romeo Racing Erlin in 2021. His number, his car number is number 99. Career points-wise, he has 18 points and he has participated in 40 Grand Prix. Born in France in 1993, so he's pretty much a bit young. 
a bit older than me, but still young. And his highest race finish was fifth, and his highest quick position has been seventh. Now, his history is not so much about Antonio Giovinazzi. He's kind of like that driver on the grid you... You never really pay so much attention to. He doesn't do a lot. He doesn't participate in a lot of drama. And I honestly, it's easy to forget him, which is not a bad thing because he's not, I don't know. He's just, he's Antonio Giovinazzi. No one is him and he's no one else but himself. So in 2015, he took part in the FIA F3 European Championship and he was a runner up. And then in 2016, you might have, you might remember that in GP2, he finished second after Pierre Gasly, who won the GP2 that year. In GP2, he did pretty good. He had five wins, eight podiums. He was the star next to Pierre Gasly. And then in 2017, he became Ferrari's third and reserve driver for that season. Still in 2017, that's when he debuted for his first Formula 1 race. It was in Australia, and it was for the Sauber team. He was replacing Pascal Wellen. I don't know how to pronounce his name. But that's a driver now in Formula E. And at the time, Pascal was out with an injury. And so Antonio Giovinazzi sat in for Pascal Werlin in Formula E. Which reminds me, by the way, if you love Formula E or if you'd want to know more about Formula E, look out for my podcast dedicated to Formula E called ZFE Podcast. I started podcasting about Formula E. I watched it a few days back, fell in love with it. I was like, why not podcast about it? I did some research. And now I'm boom, I'm into Formula E. Anyway, <laughs> I just do whatever I like. Anyway, then in 2019, that's when Antonio Giovinazzi came into Alfa Romeo and he's been there. 2019, 2020, 2020, he finished 17th in the championship with four points. It's not so good, but he wasn't number 20. Anyway, and then there was a time uh, during that, towards the end of last year, when we were thinking that he's probably going to be replaced by Mick Schumacher, because Mick Schumacher was in Ferrari Driver Academy, and Mick Schumacher had to have a seat in 2021, so there was rumors that he would be replaced by Mick Schumacher, but thankfully Mick Schumacher went to the Haas Formula 1 team, and so Antonio Giovinazzi replaced, no, retained his seat in F1, but I don't know if he doesn't perform better than he did last year, whether he'll be in F1, in to be specific, in the Alfa Romeo team next year. It's the only team, literally, that hasn't done a driver shake-up. Is it the only team? Red Bull has done. Oh, Mercedes hasn't done a driver shake-up. McLaren has done. Renault, which is up in now, has done. Um, Haas has done. Williams has done. Okay, I've forgotten the other teams. I don't know why. Alpha Tui has done a driver change. Which other team is there in Formula One? Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting two teams. I don't know why. Mm. Anyway, so I think um, Alfa Romeo Racing is one of those few teams that hasn't really done a driver change. Now the other driver that they have is a talented Iceman, the Finnish driver, also known as Kimi Raikkonen. No, he's not also known as Kimi Raikkonen. He's not. His name is not the Finnish driver, but he's a Finnish driver from Finland. And he's called Kimi Raikkonen. I bet everybody knows Kimi Raikkonen. One of the best drivers in the grid. Everyone loves him. His personality. He's just, he's, he always gives one word answers and somehow it's very amusing and very entertaining. Everyone loves Kimi Raikkonen. My little sister loves Kimi Raikkonen. So, Kimi Raikkonen, talented driver, like I said before. He finished second in the 2003 and 2005 
championships in Formula 1. Then he won the 2007 championship with Ferrari. Then he finished third in 2008, finished third in 2012, finished third in 2018 in the championship standings. He's one of the only, he's one of the five drivers to have taken over 100 podiums. He's won 21 Grand Prix. He's also the only driver to have won in the V10, V8, and V6 turbo hybrid engine era. 103 podiums to his name, 18 pole positions, 46 fastest laps, and 21 wins. You can't get more talented than that, except when you're talking about Lewis Hamilton and Michael Schumacher. But yeah, he's a very talented driver. Apparently, he's one of the most experienced drivers in the Formula 1 grid that we have today, actually. Pretty. I always wonder, when you have like 100 podiums, do you have like a room for all those trophies? Because I can't imagine you having 100 plus trophies in, on just one, you know. Um, what is it called, sideboard or whatever stand you put them on. I bet he has an entire room. It's like Lewis Hamilton. Lewis probably has a room for all his trophies. But good for him. So Kim Raikkonen is still racing. And he loves to say it's not a very competitive thing for him to do. It's something he's now just doing because he enjoys it. So he doesn't have that much pressure on him. Now, the other third driver for Alfa Romeo is Robert Kubica. Now... Probably know him because he's the first and only Polish driver to compete in Formula 1. In 2009, he raced for BMW Sauber F1 team from 2006 through 2009. And then, actually, between that, while he was in BMW Sauber, in 2008, he finished fourth in the championship, which is, I think, his highest position to date. And then he moved to Renault in 2010. And things were going so beautifully for him because he had signed a pre-contract with Ferrari for 2012, for the 2012 season. But then he got a very nasty rally crash accident in 2011. And so his contract had to be... What happens to the contract? It has to be dissipated. I don't know what to use, annulled or something. But it was a terrible crash for him because eventually, I think in 2019, he came back and he was with the Williams team. He was with George Russell... But uh, George was, you know, being George the Rockets and so took a break out of F1. And now he's back as a reserve driver for Alfa Romeo Racing. <laughs> wow, welcome. Welcome, welcome. So that's pretty much what happened at the Alfa Romeo Racing car unveiling. If you missed it, I hope you enjoyed the show. Pretty short show, straight to the point. And that's pretty much it. Now, the other F1 team that was due to unveil their car did unveil their car, and that was Red Bull Racing. Now, they unveiled their car with minimal costs, but a lot of publicity, and it paid off because Red Bull unveiled their car via social media. The Red Bull Racing car, we got to see it today on social media as I record this podcast. I saw it everywhere. It has made its way on YouTube, on Twitter. Everyone is saying it's the same, same car as the 2020 car. It does look the same, but I know it performs much better than it did in 2020. Oh my gosh, I'm excited for this. Anyway, thanks so much for listening in. As always, if you'd love to get in touch with me, don't hesitate. My telephone number is plus 256-778-96503. Or you can find me on social media. My handles are on Twitter. My handle is at Formula One Amateur. On Instagram, my handle is at ZF1 Amateur. If you'd like to send an email, my address is the Formula One Amateur at gmail.com. See you then.